Well, it's 5 a.m. in Ukraine's capital, and it's not clear what dawn will bring for the people of Ukraine today on this Saturday there. It's been 48 hours since President Vladimir Putin of Russia declared a military operation in Ukraine, ostensibly a declaration of war on its neighbor. The invasion began early yesterday with missile strikes on cities and military bases. That's continued. There's been the sound of gunfire throughout the night and explosions in Kiev. Invading Russian forces apparently are closing in on the capital in an apparent attempt to occupy Ukraine's seat of government. The Ukrainian capital, one of multiple cities under attack tonight. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, predicted that Russia would use all its forces and predicted an onslaught on the capital tonight as Russian forces appeared to be positioning themselves to try to encircle the Ukrainian capital. Again, the steady sound of explosions could be heard through the night in Kyiv. Just one of several uh, videos online uh, with sounds of explosions. Well, tonight, uh, Russia vetoed a UN Security Council resolution in New York demanding that Moscow stop all attacks on Ukraine and withdraw all troops. China, India, and the United Arab Emirates had abstained. Now, faced with Russia's ongoing onslaught, NATO is sending response forces to help protect members nations in Eastern Europe in response to the invasion. That includes the Baltic states, as well as Poland, Romania, Bulgaria, and so forth. Um... And Western allies, including Canada today, again stepped up coordinated sanctions. Prime Minister Trudeau saying for the first time, the sanctions will target key government figures, including President Putin and Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. Putin has chosen to upend 75 years of peace by invading a peaceful, unprovocative neighbor. And we are responding strongly and in a united way. Another sanction move, one that has not been approved yet, uh, but seemed like something that wouldn't happen and now seems to be moving towards perhaps happening quite quickly, is the Prime Minister said Canada is also conferring its support to remove Russia from the SWIFT payment system, a critical part of the global banking system. We've made it clear that all options are on the table when it comes to imposing steep costs on Russia's unjustified and unprovoked invasion. And that includes taking steps to exclude Russia from making financial transactions around the world. Excluding Russian banks from SWIFT would make it even more difficult for President Putin to finance his brutalities. Still, as international pressure on Russia mounts, the invasion of Ukraine continues. And for many, the deep fear is the thought of the bloodshed still to come. Well, Vervaro Pakomenko knows both Ukraine and Russia very well, has worked in some of the most um, con- some conflict areas that we've been talking about for years, um, both in Georgia as well as in Ukraine itself, in eastern Ukraine. Uh, she's now in Moncton, New Brunswick, and she joins me now to discuss this further. Vervaro, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us tonight. Thank you for having me. I know you have friends in Ukraine that you've been in contact with. Uh, what has been the situation tonight? We've heard lots of explosions, lots of gunfire close to the capital. Um, what have you been hearing from Kiev tonight? Yes, probably Kiev is the epicenter of the fighting in, in the country tonight. Um, everybody expecting it to be stormed. People are hide, hiding in their basements. Many are in the metro stations. Uh, there was even news coming today that a baby was born just in a metro station in under underground. Yep. Those who managed to flee the city now staying in an incredible traffic jam, 
heading towards the west because it's the only part of the country where still affect, affected the least and the western uh, neighbors of Ukraine open its borders. So some of my friends just s- sleeping now in the little store by the side of the road because they didn't manage to reach any city by night. So it's all very, very dramatic. But also some of my friends uh, took up arms and joined the army, went to fight. I honestly, I remember being in Mariupol in 2014 when the situation was somewhat, when there was the sound of shelling, when you had people leaving, when you had people fleeing. It's, it is a, um, I can only imagine for you tonight, difficult to have to speak to, even to be able to talk to your friends who are trying to escape these situations. Those who stayed behind in Kiev, what is keeping them there? So for many, it's, uh, as I said, it's a patriotic duty. They believe they have to defend their countries country, especially men. Uh, also, many women fight in army, and not only in army, but uh, territorial defense units being created. People are getting weapons from the government and just standing up to defend uh, their cities. Uh, for many, it's just when I ask why you stay, said, but where to go now? Everywhere. It seems that Russia has been attacking everywhere. Uh, for others, it's an issue of having uh, relatives who cannot move. Uh, a friend who moved, whom I just mentioned that she's traveling towards the east. Her pregnant sister stayed in uh, in Kiev because it's too dangerous in her condition to travel. Uh, especially elderly people cannot go anywhere. Uh, and very often their uh, children just stay with them. The men of conscription age uh, are not allowed to leave the country now and also stay. So, so far... Um, UN reported that about 50,000 Ukrainians uh, fled to the neighboring countries, but it's just nothing compared to the size of the country. So majority are there. You've spent a lot of time in, in parts of Ukraine. You spent a lot of time in eastern Ukraine, um, where where the war has been going on since 2014. Um, when you look at the Ukrainian army um, itself, I mean, you, you helped train the Ukrainian army to some extent, at least in how to respect civilians. Um, What do you think, how do you think this progresses? Uh, Not militarily, just how do you think, do you think that this will be a very bloody and and deadly fight? It will be. Honestly, I didn't believe that this war will start exactly for that reason, because I knew that the Ukrainian army will resist so much that I believe that Russian officials realize this. They realize how much blood it will bring, not just to Ukrainian soil, but how many Russian soldiers will be killed in there. And that's what we already get in this report, that just dozens and dozens, probably even hundreds already being killed. Uh, And I don't know. For me, it's still just a mystery how, how the logic in Kremlin worked to decide to start this war. But Ukrainian army is now very committed. If you were in, in Mariupol in 2014, you could see probably that there was a lot of confusion. There was a yeah. lot of misunderstanding who, what to be on what side, what to do, uh, who is coordinating their activities. Now there is nothing of a kind. Uh, people reporting from uh, Donetsk region, from Kramatorsk, that a lot of men go and just volunteering to join the army there. And eight years ago, it's believed to be a very pro-Russian city. And the coordination in the army is quite good now. 
And I worked with the Ukrainian army, as you said, for almost three years. Uh, we've been training them on uh, international humanitarian law. And I could see how they really learning, how they are ready to become better. And not only on the fighting side, but also on accepting and adopting the protection of civilians into their daily life. Uh, and all those commitments taking them. So now we can see how they communicating with civilians, how um, not only civilian authorities, not only President Zelensky, uh, but army, police, uh, almost hourly communicating with civilians, warning them when they need to go and hide, what they should do and what they should not be doing uh, to avoid being targeted. So I think they really progressed and doing quite doing really well. I mean, you're right. That is an incredible, incredible step forward for that army, considering what what it was like in 2014, because it was not a professional army in 2014. And to see it now, and I wonder, you're right, I wonder if there's been a miscalculation on the Russian side as to what exactly they were walking into. Um, you know, you, you, you've spent a lot of time in Russia as well, obviously. You're Russian. You, you've spent a lot of time there. You spent a lot of time in, you spent a lot of time in Ukraine. And, and you're not alone. There's many Russians and Ukrainians who spent time in each other's countries. For those who don't understand the relationship between the two countries, they're more like cousins than, than enemies. That's right. Probably, I don't know, every fourth person in Russia has some, some relatives in Ukraine. I have both of my grandparents coming from Ukrainian origin and from, the, uh, from that region. Uh, they were just expelled to, uh, expelled to Siberia, and that's where I'm from. But if you look at even in the Russian government, uh, there is there in the, in the parliament, you would see many people there who are from Ukraine. And in Ukraine itself, it's not, so much, it's not really an ethnic conflict. Probably almost half of the Ukrainian army is Russian-speaking army. Is Russian-speaking. Yeah. Uh, so the same. Yeah. Sorry. No. Go ahead. Yeah. I just wanted to say, and also Ukrainian President Zelensky. He's uh, from southeastern part uh, of the country. Russian is his native language and his first language. And he was elected with a seventy percent support. So. It's not what really Russia tries to show and portray that Russians are being somehow abused or there is even a genocide toward Russian people in Ukraine. It's just not the case. And that is the sound of Russians taking to the street for the second straight night to voice opposition to the war in Ukraine. That one, a demonstration in St. Petersburg tonight, chanting no to war. Vavera, I mean, you spent a lot of time in Russia. Obviously, you spent a lot of time working on Russia when you were at the International Crisis Group. Uh, what do you see? Uh, how do you interpret these protests? And, and what do you think they mean fundamentally? I was surprised that actually so many people all across the country went out to the streets uh, because recently we didn't see so many protests in Russia. I remember eight years ago when uh, in 2014 uh, war just started in Ukraine, there were hundreds of thousands of people going out into the streets in Moscow to protest uh, the war back then and I was there. But since then the situation in Russia changed dramatically. Uh, Russian authorities really 
pushing an opposition and uh, arresting people, threatening, poisoning, and people are afraid. Also, many just prefer to leave the country. And now when I'm receiving uh, messages from my friends who are out in the streets, who are being arrested, who are spending nights in uh, police stations, I'm surprised, but it's still not so many people to, to somehow change or affect uh, minds of people in Kremlin. Uh, but I think it's it's important because I can see how Ukrainians are looking after this, how they share this information, how every Russian celebrity who uh, condemns the war in Ukraine, it, every voice is important. So for them, and uh, like President Zelensky is addressing Russian people, trying to to make people understand what's going on there. Uh, but I think Russian people will start feeling the effects of war pretty soon. We already see how the mothers have started, started hiding their sons uh, because they are being uh, called to join an army, those 18, 19 years old. Um, and now there are reports that the conscripts con- conscript, are uh, being forced to sign contracts and go to fight uh, in Ukraine. Uh, people are afraid of this. In one day of war in Ukraine, Russia lost hundreds of people, and it's probably highest number compared even to war in Chechnya or in in Afghanistan per day. And also, we, we can see the economic effects of this war. Life in Russia is already not so easy, especially after two years of pandemics. And I think it will start getting to people. So it's a, it's a very dramatic days for Russia. I think we now, with that attack on, Ki- on Kyiv two days ago, it was a probably much deeper and much worse changes in Russia happening than we can even understand. We've got a completely different authorities, completely different regime now. Yes, certainly a much more, um, Vladimir Putin, as he's gotten older, seems to be much more alone and certainly a lot more autocratic, even than he was back when, when we were covering the story back in 2014, 2015 in Russia. I, I guess before we, we leave, I wanted to ask you quickly about the, the people you've been in, in contact with, both in Moscow and, 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 in, and, in, and in Kiev. Is there a sense, any sense of hope here at all that this won't end in a worst case scenario that we've seen? I can see that people in Ukraine are prepared prepared to fight. Uh, they realize they're on their own, that no one's going to join them in their fight. So they are very helpful to other countries for the support they receive, but they understand they're going to be the only one on the ground. And the morale in the army is very high. They are ready and can continue fighting. Uh, I think that Russian people uh, still cannot realize and cannot understand what it is going on. I believe many thought that it would be just a very short incursion into the country, but it's something we just Russia keeps repeating over its history, hoping for the short victorious war uh, to solve domestic problems, and it never brings that results which were expected. So unfortunately, yep, 
I think it's going go to go bad. I, I think we're going to get quite a dark future in the next, especially a couple of weeks. Bavera Pakamenko, thank you so much. I, I obviously, we all hope that you're incorrect, but you, it certainly seems to be the common belief uh, for those who know both countries as well as you do. Thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you.